Ace Gagne strings. And it's like having a whole new instrument. And it's really fun. What's up, world? It's me, Timothy Yates. How you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm here today to talk to you about some stuff. But first and foremost, I want to get to something majorly important. And that is a formal apology. Not to anybody that I've ever personally met, but to Courtney Love and Hull. Because today I woke up and I said, oh man, I'm going to... I gotta... It's Monday. Blah. I gotta drive to work, and it's cloudy and rainy and icky. What do I want to listen to today? And there, I saw it on my CD shelf. A copy of Holes Live Through This that I bought when I was in high school. And why did I buy it when I was in high school? Because I was really into Nirvana, and I knew who Courtney Love was. I didn't know if I liked Courtney Love... In fact, I probably didn't like Courtney Love because the media had really portrayed her to be a evil figure and, like, part of the demise of Kurt Cobain. And I was like, oh, gross. But I bought Live Through This, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because I thought, like, there was a rumor that Kurt Cobain was on it or something. Or maybe it was ironic because it was released right after Kurt Cobain died. And I was like, oh, man, that's weird. So I bought it, and today... I listen to it, and I'm I'm not I'm not ashamed to admit it's the first time I've really listened to it. I've listened to it in the past, and I've been like, "Oh yeah, that's a good record." But I listened to it today, and I sat down and I really listened on my drive to work, and I was like, "I owe Courtney Love a huge apology because this album kicks so much ass. This is such a great record. This is like everything I listen to now and have been listening to since 2014." has been hugely influenced by this record. And I'm over here like, oh yeah, Courtney Love. Oh, I don't know if she's a good musician. Well, I was wrong. Hole's a great band, and I'm sorry. I am sorry, Courtney Love. Hole is great. Everybody needs to go listen to Live Through This right now. And that's my little PSA about how your taste buds change as you age. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more today. But first, we're going to get into Take 5. And then we're going to get into New Disco. But first, I want to tell you something cool that I got to be a part of Saturday. So at the place I work, we do this annual restring day, and sometimes we do it twice a year, but normally it's like a once a year thing, and you bring your guitar and a $5 donation, and we put a set of Diodario NYXL strings on your guitar for 5 bucks. That's like a $12 pack of strings, so it's a great deal, and 
on Saturday, I worked from 9 to 8 all day while uh, our guitar tech, Tony, kicked butt and totally friggin' changed 80 people's guitar strings in one day. And I just got to invoice the tickets out with, with my coworker, Kyle, and we worked all day, and it was it was a long day, but oh my gosh, it was awesome to see. We raised like $490 for a River Music Experience, and it was just a cool thing to be a part of. I know it was also cool to like, you know, be working and have to be there. It was cool just to take part of it. Tony was three guitars away from breaking his record. So next time we do this event, everybody please bring your guitars in. Even if they don't need new strings. Just We'll see what we can do. All right, let's get into a take five. All right, so we're going to do a superhero-themed take five today. And I'm going to list my top five soundtracks from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Why am I doing that? Well, you know why. Because this episode comes out on Wednesday. And guess what comes out Thursday? Endgame. I'm really excited for that. And it's going to be a great time. And I'm debating on whether or not I should wear my Marvel pajama pants. Because... You know, when else in your life are you going to get a chance to go to a movie theater wearing themed pajama pants? I I don't know. I guess I should probably do it for Endgame. All right, well, here is my top five soundtracks from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All right, at number five, I have the Black Panther soundtrack, which was awesome. It had Kendrick Lamar on it. it was nominated for, like, Grammy. It was a great soundtrack. Fantastic. And fit the theme of the film so well. It was awesome. All right, at number four, the Avengers original soundtrack. It's great. It's just, I used to listen to that the same kind of way to like be like, oh, I'm going to do cool things today. Let's listen to the Avengers soundtrack. And it's such a recognizable theme, and I think that's really cool. And it's played in like all the movies, I believe, you know. Well, at least all the ones when they all get together. At number three, I would put the Captain Marvel soundtrack because every song on the soundtrack is from 1995 except for one. And my biggest complaint with Captain Marvel was this one song. The movie ends and who were we talking about at the beginning of the episode? Hole. Hole starts playing. And that would be cool, right? Except that the song is Celebrity Skin and that song did not come out in 1995. And I knew that, and I was like, oh, really? Come on, Marvel Studios. Do your research. Otherwise, it's a fantastic soundtrack. It's got cool stuff, like No Doubt, on it, and it's awesome. Go check it out, the Captain Marvel soundtrack. All right, at number two, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I feel like that is... Essential. I really feel like uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy films changed the way that superhero soundtracks were made. And at number one, obviously, we had the awesome mix part one, which is the Guardians of the Galaxy one soundtrack. 
I mean, that movie came out and everybody was singing, like, Come and Get Your Love. It was, oh, great soundtrack. The, the second soundtrack has Brandy on it. It's fantastic. Every time that one of those films comes out, I guess the two times those films came out, I found myself being like, oh my gosh, I forgot that song existed, and I'm just going to blast it for the rest of my life. Uh, special shout-out goes to Feel So Good by Chuck Mangione, which is featured in Doctor Strange. And to Immigrant Song, which is in Thor Ragnarok, which is the best Thor movie. And also to ACDC for being such good sports and being in absolutely every Iron Man film. Thanks for that. Alright, that's my top five. Let's move on to something cooler. Y'all remember Remo Drive? They were that band that had those songs, and now they're signed to Epitaph. I know, that was a super, super descriptive thing. Well, guess what? They came out with a new single today, and yeah, here it is. This is the song that I liked more off of it. It's called The Grind. So that's Remo Drive's new track. It's called The Grind. Here's a little bit of the chorus so you get a little bit more dynamic from the song here. So Remo Drive released an album in, I believe it was their first album, uh, in 2017, and I really liked it, and it was called Greatest Hits, you know, bold move, calling your first record Greatest Hits, but in a lot of ways, I think when a band releases their first album, usually is their Greatest Hits, because it's just a collection of songs they've been playing for a long time, until they finally had the money and or time to record a record. So I think that's just swell, and I really, really liked the songs on it. Here's uh, one of my favorite songs on that one. This is Art School.
you can see there that kind of at the end of that song, they're very light and fluffy and dynamic. And it's a little bit different than your average pop punk, which is what I really liked about this band when I heard them the first time and they played, I believe they played some late night gigs. I think they were on maybe Conan. Not 100% sure on that, but I really, really liked it. And it was cool. They had some funny videos. Their video for You're Killing Me is good. And their video for their song Eat Shit is absolutely hilarious. You should go check that one out. It's basically the lead singer is getting a swirly. And he's singing the song while he's getting a swirly. And oh, I cannot imagine the agony he went through. He suffered for his art. That was amazing. And... The band signed to Epitaph after releasing their greatest hits, and they released a last year. All they released was a three-song uh, EP, and I I found that I didn't like the production as much, and maybe that's just because Epitaph is Epitaph, and they were doing their own Epitaph thing. I like Epitaph Records, but sometimes the stuff on there is a little too heavy to me and it can all kind of sound like it's the same but you know what i i'm a huge fan of polyvinyl and i guess everything on polyvinyl kind of has a thing and if you're on a label the label probably wants you to sound you know fit in with the rest of the label so i get it to an extent but i my my co-worker's really excited for the new album i'm kind of excited i i liked one of the two songs on that single the other one i was eh, 50 50 on so we'll see how the album comes together and i'll let you know so my band recently went on our first tour and it didn't consist of much but it consisted of us playing a show in our home of the quad cities and then we went to minneapolis minnesota and played a show and then we went to iowa city and played a show and we had a lot of fun and we played with a bunch of awesome bands port authority uh who used to be from iowa city and is now calling minneapolis their home were super awesome, uh, super great tunes and things like that. And they've got a new record on the way, but I think that's a secret, so I won't tell you that. And yeah, that's going to be awesome. And then a band we played with in Iowa City was awesome too. The Both bands we played with were cool. The first one was called Depression, and the second band we played with was Crossing Tongues. And Crossing Tongues just released a new EP, and I've been listening to it in my car, and I wanted to play you one of the songs off that. It's called Cigarette, but it's spelled C-I-G-A-R-E-T-T-I-Q-U-E-T-T-E. So I'll play that one for you. I love the Wilco-ish guitar part in there. I mean, it's, it's it sounds like your typical pop punk, but, you know, it, that different, that little guitar thing is awesome. And they the band is a, I think it was a five-piece, two guitar, lead singer, bass, and drums. 
And yeah, really cool, cool group. That uh, EP is available on Bandcamp, so please go buy it and support them. First song on the album is called Razor Scooters Are for Cowards. More cool music. Go check that out. Crossing Tongues, they're from Des Moines. And the last track I want to share with you, of course, is by one of my all-time favorites. I suppose you could call her one of my all-time favorites. It's the one, the only, Courtney Barnett. Courtney Barnett's got a new song out. It's called Everybody Here Hates You. Listen to it. No chorus for you. Go listen to Courtney Barnett's new song. Everybody here hates you. I love Courtney Barnett. It's all right, 8035 last year. That was definitely a bucket list show for me. I've liked Courtney since 2015 when her debut album came out. Sometimes I sit and think and sometimes I just sit. But, oh my gosh, her first EP, her double EP release, The Sea of Split Peas, is amazing. Tell Me How You Really Feel, awesome record. Album she made with Kurt Vile, a lot of sea lice. That was one of my, I think, my favorite release of 2017. So anything Courtney Barnett touches just in my eyes automatically turns to gold. She's so unique and she's such a great lyricist and such an awesome guitar player. And her band is amazingly talented. If she wants to just release a song every month until the end of time, that'd be pretty rad. Thanks, Courtney. Lots of mentions of Courtney's on this show. Huh. Anyways, let's talk about something else. That's Pearl Jam Bumper. That's Porch by Pearl Jam from their first record, which was 10. Which, I mean, come on, Pearl Jam. It's your first record. Why'd you call it 10? Is it 10 songs? That would make sense. You're probably like, I'm going to count these. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Looks like there's 11 songs on that record. Come on, Pearl Jam. Now you're probably like, come on, how come you didn't know how many songs were on Pearl Jam's first album? Well, I'll tell you why. Because when I was in high school, I hated Pearl Jam. I really, really did. I didn't like them at all. And I'm going to tell you why I didn't like Pearl Jam. Because to me, they sounded like the crappier Nirvana. And I didn't like that. I was like, oh, Pearl Jam, they're gross. I mean, they just took what Nirvana did and amplified it. Well, no, actually what I think happened was Pearl Jam was actually probably one of the first grunge bands. And Nirvana got lumped in with them. Because I think Nirvana was really more of a punk band than a grunge band. 
So anyways, but I, I hated Pearl Jam in high school, and I was very vocal about that. I was always like, Pearl Jam, man, they suck. One of my least favorite bands. I, I never want to hear Pearl Jam again. And then something happened when I got into college, and I was like, listen to 10, and I was like, this is a pretty good record. I think all of the bands who, because I was born in 94, so I think all of the bands who copied Pearl Jam were in my mind when I was listening to Pearl Jam and I couldn't get out of that. I was like, oh, stupid Creed. As a result, I shied away from Pearl Jam. As like I was saying when this episode started, I shied away from Hole because of my negative connotations about Courtney Love. These are groups that now I definitely respect and I understand their place in music. The point of this is that your styles change over your life. What I was listening to when I was in high school is not the same stuff I'm listening to now. Though my top five bands in college are still my top five bands now. But, I mean, that's subject to change at some point in time. The only two groups that I really listened to a lot in high school and still listen to now is Ben Folds 5 and The Beatles. But I think The Beatles just are so special to me because they're kind of the reason I got into music and, and of the reason a lot of people get into music. But this isn't about the Beatles. This is about bands like Pearl Jam or Hole that I, I couldn't stand. And now, you know, I, I like them. I appreciate them. And this kind of works the opposite way. I liked the Red Hot Chili Peppers when I was in high school. I was like, okay, yeah, I get that. Now, I really d couldn't care less if I ever heard a Red Hot Chili Pepper song ever again. For the most part, I think like their cover of Subterranean Homesick Blues is unique. Uh, and some of the more like comical songs from their from the 80s by the Red Hot Chili Peppers I still appreciate to this day but they're kind of a band I don't really care for anymore and I, I look at my CD shelf here and I've got like Stadium Arcadium and man I gotta tell you I don't know if I've ever listened to the second CD in Stadium Arcadium ever in my life maybe I should give it a try because I might actually like it As you grow and your tastes develop, I mean, there are certain bands that I've really respected that I fell out of step with, for sure. And one, one of those bands that comes to mind is Led Zeppelin. When I was in high school, I loved Led Zeppelin. I loved them so much, and they were one of my favorite bands. I was like, this is one of the best bands of all time. And I still believe that they were one of the best bands of all time. However, they're not one of my favorites anymore, because I kind of learned to differentiate between the best bands of all time and my personal favorite. So my sister told me she was talking to my you know future brother-in-law, and she said, you know, when he was in high school, he really loved Led Zeppelin, and now he doesn't like listen to them pretty much at all anymore and I was like well that'll never happen to me and here I am I'm 25 now and that totally happened to me I I never really find myself reaching for any Led Zeppelin records anymore and I guess I still will listen to Houses of the Holy or Physical Graffiti once in a while but Led Zeppelin 4 or Led Zeppelin 2 I can hear that on the radio anytime so I really just it's not something I'm seeking out anymore <laughs> I used to listen to a lot of classic rock, but that's not really 
what I listen to anymore, partially because I think I've heard it all. <laughs> I mean, I know I haven't heard it all, but uh, I just get so bogged down by the, the radio stations that just play the same stuff and have played the same stuff for over 10 years. There's at least one band that I know I will always hate, and that band is Aerosmith. And I I think maybe a couple people listening to this were like, what, Aerosmith? No, I would hope that nobody listening to this would be like, what, Aerosmith? I think, oh, I hope all of you are like, yeah, Aerosmith. I do not like Aerosmith at all. I never have. I don't think I ever will. I mean, I said the same thing with Pearl Jam when I was in high school, but there's just such a deeper level of hate that I have for Aerosmith's music. It's like when I hear it, I'm like, oh, no, anything but this. Please shut off the Aerosmith. And then everybody's got, like, a universal hatred for Nickelback. And, I mean, I share that universal hatred as well. But somebody said something one time, and that was, like, someone saw something on the Internet. I think it was, if Nickelback just had the song How You Remind Me, and they never did anything else and they were a one-hit wonder, you'd probably look back and be like, hey, remember that band Nickelback that did the song How You Remind Me? That was a pretty good song. And you know what? It is a pretty good song. I'm not ashamed to say that. I know a lot of my credibility might have just went out the window when I said that sentence, and I was a little painful to say, but I did say it because I believe it. This is how you remind me My main point with this is that you shouldn't be afraid of letting go of the music that you used to listen to when you were younger. I mean, who knows where I would be if I still listened to My Chemical Romance every day. But I think the point of this is also more so that maybe you shouldn't write off everything you hear right away. And you should give everything at least a little bit of a chance. Because who knows? You might like it. Unless that's Greta Van Fleet. Don't listen to Greta Van Fleet. Thanks for listening to this episode of Speaking of Nothing. I'll be back next Wednesday with another fantastic episode about who knows what. I'll probably be talking a little bit about Silver Sun Pickup's new song, which I didn't get to today, but I'll tell you a little bit more about it next week, and I'm sure I'll have plenty more to talk about. But I promise there will be no spoilers from Endgame. Good night, and... Drive home safely.